0: Episode 69, Six Strategies to Survive Your Worst Day. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Elite Educators, this is Gretchen from Always a Lesson, and whether you're teaching a lesson or you're learning one yourself, this podcast is for you. I'm here to empower you to reach your potential, and I refer to you as elite because only an elite educator would take time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast like this to help hone their craft. I want to first start by thanking you all for tuning in each week. I've received some of the most wonderful reviews on iTunes, so if you do enjoy the show, help me by subscribing and leaving a rating with a review. This just tells iTunes to keep pushing out the show, which of course helps more and more teachers each day. Well, today's shout-out goes to Caton Jr., who entitled the review, Always a Lesson, And he said, what a great resource. I was an educator in my early career, and despite college, practice teaching, and even a substitute teaching job, I really felt alone and unsure. This podcast can help newer teachers develop confidence and more seasoned teachers get creative ideas. You will definitely want to listen if you want refreshing and inspirational ideas. Well, thank you so much for stopping by and leaving such a thorough review. It lets me know that You have been there. You are understanding where I'm coming from and that you're cheering everyone along to ensure that they have the best possible outcome in the classroom. And you even called out newer teachers to help develop their confidence. And I agree with that. And also seasoned teachers to get some new fresh ideas. Definitely agree with that. I think there's something for everyone in this show. I appreciate you sharing your thoughts. Well, today I want to help you reignite that passion and potential by talking about six strategies that will help you survive your worst day. And this podcast episode is especially for those teachers in distress, so hang on. This is going to be one empowering ride. Recently, I've really dived into some Facebook groups, and there's one in particular that had kind of a negative tone the past couple weeks. And even members in the group were starting to call each other out on, you know, please stop posting such negative things. Let's keep this positive and uplifting. And, you know, sometimes you just can't help it. You're stuck in a place, and it's like every day there's something else. And the fact that you're in a group of other people, they might be facing the same thing. So it's not that your life has been so negative for so long, but everyone's kind of feeling that same pressure or stress at the same time. And their complaints were totally common and such a theme. No one was in it alone. It was, you know, student misbehaviors were off the wall and tons of new initiatives at the school level. Some teachers even saying, I just can't fit it all in. Um, And a few had mentioned some unsupportive situations with their administration, but you name it. I mean, every frustration that could have been voiced has been voiced, and not just this group, uh, and, and lots of different groups. And so it got me thinking okay, this is the time of the year where that seems to be a pattern and it seems to be commonplace. So why is that? And I was kind of sharing the same advice uh, to folks over and over, and so I just decided I'm going to put my thoughts here in just one place, and that way everyone can access it when they need it. And it made me think of that book. Remember Alexander? He had the no good, very bad day. (laughs) Well, you know, teachers have those too, and luckily these six strategies are really just going to help you not just make it through. Survival, right? But to make it out better than before. So let's go ahead and dive into what those six strategies are. Strategy number one wait it out. What do I mean by wait it out? Well, I don't want you to take drastic measures. I know one teacher on there was like, I'm ready to quit. This is ridiculous. I've been teaching for so many years and I just can't do it anymore. And it's like, pump the brakes. You know, we don't want you quitting. And if you think about the graph that's been shared out on social media, it's something to the effect of the teacher emotional cycle. You know, it's you're so rejuvenated and excited at the beginning of the year, so the graph is really high. And then all of a sudden it takes a nosedive close to Christmas break and then again slowly works its way back up towards the end of the year. And then it's a repeat. It's just this endless graph cycle of highs and lows with a range of emotions, and it's totally normal, and everyone, you know, is not alone. You're not an island, but what I say here is don't give up and don't give in, so I don't want you to think that it's always going to be this way, that there's no light at the end of the tunnel. There is. This is just a pocket in the whole year that you have to make it through, and it tends to happen because a lot of grades are due at this time. Some students have still not fallen into the routine. You yourself are still trying to get things together and feel like you found your flow. And it happens. Sometimes it happens to first-year teachers. Some It just comes out of nowhere, and you've never had to deal with it before. It just really depends when all the stressors come together. But what I say is wait it out. Please don't make drastic measures. One particular teacher was ready to throw in the towel, and I said, please wait till December if you can make it to Christmas break that's fantastic because I think it gives you time to emotionally stabilize and then reevaluate and if by then you feel like yeah you know I said this when I was mad and really stressed but I still feel like this is not where I need to be right now then fine but you never want to just walk out and quit and go about your life and you're really just changing one problem for the other. You know, maybe then you can't find another job and then you're stressed out about bills and you're like, gosh, I just wish I would have stayed. <laughs> at least I knew what that stress was like, you know, but at least I was getting paid. And I don't want people to think it's always greener on the other side because sometimes it's not. And I would just say no drastic measures If you're thinking about quitting, totally fine. Talk to people in your family. Are you on the same page? Financially, can you do it? What are your other options for outside the classroom? I don't want you to just up and quit without a plan. And a plan requires some time, and it requires a level head. And in order to have both those things, you need some time. So strategy number one is wait it out. Strategy number two, choose your attitude. I know you're probably like, oh my God, shut up. (laughs) I guess who wants to hear that when you're stressed out, right? But really no complaining is what I'm trying to say. And the reason I say that is because your mindset is going to then determine the experience that you have. So if you're just so negative in your mind, then of course all you're focusing are all the things that are going wrong. But if you're positive, then you're going to start noticing all the little things that are happening in your day that are great. And I am the world's worst for being able to choose my attitude. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. And if I'm upset about something, it takes me a while to get over it. It's just kind of how I process. And so I'm preaching to the choir here. But I am telling you, and you'll hear a little bit more about my story. But I was in this position where, man, I just could not get out of the funk and it was ruining my experience with my kids. And they were picking up on my negativity and my anger and just being displeased, you know, and they're like, is something wrong? Did we do something? And that just breaks your heart because the kids don't even need to know that you have all this stress bumbling up. But it's not that I went around and just pretended the world was like rainbows and butterflies. That's not what I mean by positivity, but I just shut out any of that negativity and I said to myself, okay, find in the next hour, I want you to find one thing that makes you happy or that makes you smile about your current situation. And it would be a kid left me the sweetest note or my favorite song came on Pandora during work time or one of my kids finally went up a reading level. You know, there's always something good that happens. And if you have to break up your day and go hour by hour or 30 minutes or every five minutes and find just one good thing, oh, the sun is out today. (laughs) That's a start. You know, if you really have to get like that, that small to just feel good, then do it and just start naming the good things or write them down. And then at the end of the day, you're looking at this list or you're thinking about all the good things that you just had happen to you. You're like, wow, okay, so that day kind of stunk, but there was actually some goodness in there. And the more that you start to just look for the good things, your spirits are a little bit lifted. You may not be, you know, joyful and skipping around, but you're not like ho-hum ready to walk out of the building and, you know, become a Starbucks barista or something. So speaking of that, let's talk about strategy number three, adjust your focal point. So kids are number one, that's no secret, right? Right shut your door if you have to, and just achieve your zen in the safe place of your classroom, you know, the kids will bring you joy and laughter. And when you only focus on them, you start to really remember why you became a teacher. And that fire begins to glow beneath you and your passion starts bubbling to the surface. Remember, they don't need to know that you've got IEP meetings back to back or paperwork up to your ears or parent emails dinging every few seconds. They just need to know that you're all in for them 100% of the time, 100% of the day. So put your blinders on to everything else that is totally stressing you out or making your day just horrible and focus on them. When they're in the building, all your attention is on them and just enjoy the most important part of your job and that's educating students. You might say, well, what if the part that's making me have a bad day is my kids? Well, focus on the ones doing the right thing, the ones following directions or turning in assignments or growing in their skill sets. You know, just choose your focal point. It's very similar to the positive attitude of finding the good things, but just keep your focus on kids and not all the extraneous stressors happening in your life right now. Strategy number four, bribe yourself. (laughs) That's right. I said it. I am not too old or too proud for bribery of my own doing. I mean, Dr. Pepper is my favorite drink, and I'll never turn down a chocolate treat. So on tough days, I would splurge, and during break, I'd spoil myself with a drink or a treat, and then all of a sudden, I had a little pep in my step and of course on days when the cafeteria made nachos oh my god i was in heaven <laughs> and so i knew okay i can get through this day i've got two or three hours and then i get to have a doctor pepper i get to have a hershey's bar i get to have those nachos or whatever it is and you know whether it's just waiting until the kids go to specials or go to lunch and you can have just a break to to give yourself some sort of reward You know, it's just a little moment of heaven and and gives you something to look forward to. So now you're not solely focused on the bad things, but you're starting to really think about, okay, what's good? Oh my God, in two hours, I can't wait. And again, it just shifts your mindset. And you know, who cares that you have to bribe yourself? Some days are just the pits and the only way to get through is to reward yourself with your favorite something. Strategy number five, lean on your buddies. So can I get an amen for you teacher besties out there? I was lucky enough to have worked on some pretty amazing teams. And before I left to go coach teachers, my team was my lifeline. If you've heard my journey, you know that the last year I was in the classroom was just the pits. But it was also my most favorite year, but only because of the people that I was working with. Our classrooms were actually clustered. So if we stood in the hallway, we could all just kind of catch up and when the kids were arriving or dismissing. And that was like full of laughing, joking, smiling. It was like my favorite part of the day. You know, we dressed up for holidays as a group and we hung out together on weekends or after hours We just knew how to rescue each other when we started to plummet. And we didn't care how ridiculous we had to get to make our teammate laugh or cry in some cases. So we would just rally, you know, all our good juju and spread the love. And it worked every single time. And on rough days, I didn't have to say anything. It was like I told you, it's all over my face. And I was just bum-rushed with hugs and, you know, Dr. Pepper and Chocolate randomly appeared on my teacher desk, or they were making funny faces through the little glass window in my classroom door. You know, how could I not suck myself out of the sinkhole I was in and just enjoy life again? So people can really heal you if you open yourself up to let their magic work. And if you don't have a great team like that, maybe it's a family member, it's a best friend, or you know, somewhat unrelated to the work environment that you can just text like worst day ever and they know to send you the funniest emoji or a gif or something that just like cracks you up and reminds you that you're a person and that sometimes you take your job and your life so seriously you forget to just take a moment to laugh and so have that person on speed dial ready to go that, hey, things have been really stressful and I may just shoot you a text. I need you to really Pull out your best stuff for me on that day and and help me get through it. All right, you've made it to strategy number six. Sneak in a moment of me time. So I used to close my door during break and blast my favorite station on Pandora. It was like I was retreating to my own personal space, free of distraction and stress. And even if I was only to snag like five or ten minutes before I had to rush off to a meeting or something... I worked around that precious time. I didn't want to give up my me time because it really lifted my mood. It allowed my brain to just escape and my emotions could just settle down. And I gained some energy from that. And that way I could make it through the rest of my day. And then, of course, at the end of like a really rough day, I'd throw so much stuff in my bag and I would just take off. You know, I normally get my classroom ready and make copies and chat with friends, but On those like really, really rough days, I just had to get out of that environment. It was sucking me dry and and just being in the car, like even if I was in the parking lot, just made me feel better. So I'd get home, I'd put on my PJs, I'd enjoy some chips and salsa, I'd watch some reality TV and it was like suddenly I was cured, right? You know, who cares that I had to stay up all night to do what I had to do in the classroom, you know, grade papers or input grades because I was safe. I was in my home. No one could bother me. I was away. I was rejuvenating so it's okay put yourself first you got to be your best for your kids so as long as it's not a habit for you to just run out of the school when things get hard you know doing it every now and again is totally fine so now you're all equipped to handle those not so good days remember wait it out choose your attitude adjust your focal point bribe yourself. Those are always fun. Lean on your buddies and sneak in me time. These are tried and true strategies. I used them myself when I was exactly where you are right now. They aren't the only ways and they're certainly not you know 100% going to work for every single person in every single situation but I can tell you that they work for me on numerous occasions and I'm just so thankful I found ways to not just help me survive but to actually thrive when things got tough. And I know you can do it too. Just apply these suggestions and hang in there. I'm cheering for you. All right, elite educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on six strategies to survive your worst day. Go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is sponsored by the Educators Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to Podcast network.com for more details.